0: Toma no. uh <laughs> Understanding. Understanding.
1: The, hey, okay. up, the qualities of the material nature. Cha. And. Tatna. Tatna. Knowing those things. Knowing those things. Na. 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 Ved. Ved. Na. Serve exactly On to the omniscient. On to the omniscient. Ananta. Ananda. Unlimited. The unlimited. E. Day. I offer my respectful to the business. I offer my respectful to the precepts. Translation of the prophetic humanistic <coughs> because they are only matter, the body, the life, the external and internal senses, the five gross elements and the subtle sense objects, form, taste, smell, sound, and touch, cannot know their own nature, the nature of the other senses or the nature of their controllers. But the living being, because of this, spiritual nature can know his body, the life acts, the senses, the elements and the sense objects. And he can also know the three qualities that form their roots. Nevertheless, although the living being is completely aware of them, he is unable to see the supreme being, who is omniscient and unlimited. I therefore offer my respectful obeisances unto you, unto him. Sorry, the because they are only matter
0: because only so <coughs> The body. But the body. The
1: the, body, effects, the, life the external and internal and senses. Internal the external and internal senses. The five gross elements. The five gross elements. elements and the certain sense objects. And the certain sense taste, objects. Form, taste, smell, sound, and touch. Form, so taste, smell, sound, and touch. Cannot know their own nature, Cannot know their own nature. Who cannot know their own nature? Senses. Senses. And? Sense objects. Sense objects. elements. And? What is the general term matter? Sir. Matter. So, matter cannot know their own nature. Why can't matter know their own nature? Matter. Yeah, because it is matter say, right? Like, it does not have consciousness. Mm-hmm. So they cannot know their own nature. Now the second part of uh, the translation. But the living being, Because of the spiritual nature, because of the spiritual nature. The spiritual nature can know his body. Can know his body life. Life as, life. Know the, know the three qualities. And he can also know the three qualities. That form them. So who can know the body and all those
0: sense? Living
1: energy. So why human energy can know spiritual nature. So anything that is spiritual has got the potency or a tendency to understand. things Anything that is material does not have the tendency to understand things. Hmm? So if we act on a material platform, what will happen? We will not understand things as they are. If we act on the spiritual platform, what will happen? We will be able to understand what things are as they are. Hmm? So this is one thing that we will uh, discuss Why? Because as a living entity, we have got the ability to be on the material side or on the spiritual side because we are known as Tataśra Sakti. Tataśra means?
0: Marginal Marginal potencies.
1: Mm -hmm. So, we can always be on any side of the fence. We can be on the spiritual realm or we can be on the material realm. Mm -hmm. So, we will discuss this more in detail. So, we were... Like, and he can also know the three qualities that form their roots. Nevertheless, Is, even though the living entity has got the ability to understand spiritual things but still he cannot understand the supreme being. Supreme personality of God. Why? Is supreme personality of God and not in the spiritual realm? Ignorance. 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 yeah. Ignorance. Ignorance is one of the answers, mm-hmm. but there is who is omniscient and unlimited, as is mentioned He Is omniscient and unlimited. What does that mean? The... What does omniscient mean? All knowing. All knowing hmm? and so there are three three uh, uh, characteristics of the supreme Lord. Is omniscient, omnipotent and so um, omnipresent mm-hmm. so uh, what is omniscient? he knows everything past, present, future what is omni okay. omnipotent
0: omnipotent
1: what does omnipotent mean? all-pervading All all-pervading, yes unlimited power unlimited power he can act on With any other senses he can act, so he does not have to eat with his mouth only, he can eat with his eyes, so all his senses are equally powerful, so he is omniscient, omnipotent and omnipresent, he is present everywhere, and it is mentioned he is unlimited, unlimited means, sorry, unlimited means unlimited, so he is beyond the so he is Vibhu, where we are Anon um, What does Vibhu and unknown mean? We are infinitesimally small and he is unlimitedly vast. Because of this three potency omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent, he is beyond the perfect, of, he cannot be understood by which is infinitesimally small living entity. So even though we are both of the spiritual nature, but still it is impossible for a living entity to understand the Supreme Lord without the mercy of the Lord. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, we'll come to that as well. Mm-hmm. So Dvāsa is saying, I therefore offer my respectful obeisances unto Him, mm-hmm. the purpose. Material scientists can make an analytical study of the physical elements, the body, the senses, the sense of it, and even the air that controls the vital force. But still they cannot understand that above all this is the real spiritual realm. In other words, the living entity, because of his being a spirit soul, can understand all the material objects, or when self-realized, he can understand the Paramatma, upon whom yogis meditate. Nevertheless, the living being, even if advanced, cannot understand the supreme being, the personality of the for he is ananta unlimited. In, in,
0: in all six opulences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sri Nuvam Sadhagatam Sadhana Gautam Vidantam Sadhvibam
1: Sadhvibam 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 Sadhvibam
0: Sadhvibam Sadhvibam
1: Vishuddhana Svetri Vitra Mahami Mahini, Vantaprabhu Vishuddhana Sri Advaita Vrishuddha
0: Svetri Vrishuddha Krishna Krishna,
1: Here in the translation, we are discussing about matter, we are discussing about spirit, spiritual energy, and we are discussing about the knowledge by which we can understand the Supreme Being. And then in the purport, Srila Prabhupada is um, describing three kinds of living entities. The first one Srila Prabhupada is describing is material scientists. The second one Srila Prabhupada is describing is the Yogis or the transcendentals who are trying to understand the Lord. And the third kind of giving entities are the, which the Prabhupada is not directly mentioning, but to understand the Supreme Personality of God, and one has to be a devotee of the Lord. So, uh, this verse is uh, giving, this is part of the Hamsa uh, prayers or the prayers of Daksha. And in this verse, uh, I will read them myself.
0: This
1: is quickly. Yes. but he still cannot understand the Lord. So, uh, what else is mentioned in this verse? That's why we read the verse before uh, we start the class so that we can know what is mentioned in the verse. What else is mentioned?
0: So, the question
1: is a good question. The question is, what is so in this verse the problem is mentioned and in the next verse, tomorrow's verse, the answer is given. So the question is, what is the problem that is mentioned in this verse? I will read the verse again. Because they are only made of the body, the life the external and internal senses, five cross elements and the certain sense objects, form, taste, smell, sound and touch, cannot know their own nature, the nature of the other senses, or the nature of their controllers. But the living being, because of his spiritual nature, can know his body, the life as the senses, the elements and the sense of it, and he can also know the three qualities that form their rules. Nevertheless, although the living being is completely aware of them, he is unable to see the Supreme Being, who is omniscient and unlimited. I therefore offer my respectful obeisances on There. There is that is, so Prabhu mentioned, living entity is not able so, to understand that. Supreme being, what else is
0: mentioned?
1: It does matter, cannot know its, it's nature, it's nature. It's yes. Yes, Yeah, so there is another point which is mentioned in there the matter is inner, but the nature of ourselves and the nature of their controllers. So the matter cannot understand the nature of their controllers. So, in that sense, nature, material nature or matter is indiscriminate It does not discriminate whether it is good for us or not. So, maybe we can if we are using our Senses, sense sense objects, in the, uh, misuse them. The nature, the material nature will not reject or uh, reward that you are misusing us because it does not have that capacity to understand that this is not good for the consumer. Getting to point? Anyways, we will discuss this more in detail. Let's understand Daksha. So, this is... Daksha coming from... which Mahanantara is going on now right now? Six. Sixth. Sixth Mahanantara, sorry? Love me. press. <laughs> 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 Hamsa Guhyaprase. <Pris.
0: laughs> Hamsa
1: Guhyaprase. Hamsa Yeah. Uh, I'm talking about the Mahanantara. Which Mahanantara is going on? Sixth Mahanantara, right? Uh, how many Mahanantaras are there? 14 manantara, yeah. right? So, when did Daksha first appear? <laughs> hmm. and you know, so, the first time Daksha appears in 4th canyon. Hmm. So, uh, that was in this manantara. and the tendencies and the knowledge and the uh, uh, living entities and uh, the Lord how they all fit together so Daksha was first seen in fourth canto what happened anyone knows after that he got, head, huh? he got a goat head <laughs> yeah everyone knows the <laughs> 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 that's right hmm? so we the third came and chopped off this yes yeah, yeah some of the pramanas had the moustache half of the moustache
0: <laughs>
1: right. So, uh, so the offended uh, the topmost Vaishnava Lord Shiva, and then he got a head of the board. and he, of course, he, being the devotee of the Lord, he begged forgiveness to Lord Shiva, and Lord Shiva also being topmost Vaishnava forgave. Uh, that. But after that first manvantara he had to go and perform austerity for five manantaras. So after performing and how long is manantara? Long time, okay, you won't get into that. Right? It's a long long time. Uh, so uh, Darsha performed for five manantara he performed austerities and then now we, we are reading this is the beginning of the sixth manantara. When everything was covered up, Prachetas, Prachetas went and performed austerities in the river, under the water and then when they are coming back, now this is the 6th month of going on. And when they are coming back, they are seeing that all this land is covered by trees. And what happens when you, anyone has got a garden here, a small garden or plant or something. So, you grow something, fruit or vegetable or flower, then slowly, slowly the weeds grow in there. And when the weeds grow, what happens? Even if you have gone to India, or if you neglect the plant, the plant itself shrinks and dies, but the weeds are stronger. So the weeds don't need any efforts to grow. So similarly here, uh, we see, when the prachetas went, all the trees and stuff, and unwanted uh, vegetation grew, but there was no fruit, flowers, grains were not there. So, Prachetas tried to destroy everything by creating wind and fire and everything. At that time, uh, Soma, the uh, god of vegetation, came and told uh, the moon god, came and told uh, Prachetas not to do that. And then the trees gave their daughter, Manisha, to Prachetas. And by the union of the Prachetas and the Manisha, Daksha was born. So this is coming from the first, Manvantara, Darsha is after performing so much of austerity, he comes back as Darsha in the sixth Manvantara. Now we understand what mistakes he has come here. So he is uh, performing uh, austerities uh, and he is offering this way to Lord Vishnu. Another point to be understood here is uh, now Darsha again. Uh, in the, at the end of the third canto, Muni explains three kinds of devotional service. The three kinds of devotional service is bhakti in the mode of goodness, bhakti in the mode of passion, and bhakti in the mode of ignorance. Yeah. So Kapi Muni is explaining these three kinds of person can perform bhakti in different, different modes. And so, to explain that, Sukhya Goswami in the fourth canto is explaining these three pastimes. The first pastime time he explains this, of Dasha, So darsha represents bhakti in the mode of ignorance because even though he was performing bhakti, was, he performed that yajna but he was proud of that Yagna and he offended a Vaishnava. So there is a lesson to learn from Dasha. Dasha is interesting personality, why? Because sometimes, uh, and Prabhupada gives his example, if a, a mother in law wants to tell anything whose daughter-in-law should will tell is tell her, daughter that you should do like this and then the daughter-in-law understands that this is not to be done. So, similarly, Daksha is that kind of personality. He is mentioned in Bhagavatam so that we understand what we should do in Bhakti. And uh, Daksha also offended uh, Lord Shiva, so he is the example of Bhakti in the mode of Ignorance. And then the pastime kind of Guru Maharaj comes in fourth which explains bhakti in the mode of passion. Why passion? Because he was performing bhakti to get something which is material. He was motivated by something which is material. Mm-hmm. So, loud, loud. That's right. So, after he met. Uh, he got darshan of Lord Vishnu, he became a pure devotee and he said, what, he, what does he say after that, you know? Um, I was looking for, I was for the broken side of the and hundred years That's right. So, he, uh, his bhakti began with passion. but then he became pure devotee. and He said, I was looking for broken pieces of glass but now I've got Mm-hmm. When he uh, had the darshan of the Lord, so he is the example of bhakti in the mode of passion, and then Sri so explains the third personality in fourth canto is Prithu Maharaj. Maharaj mm-hmm. is the example of bhakti in the mode of goodness. So, what did he do to become example of bhakti in the mode of goodness? So, Prithu Maharaj performed. 100 horse sacrifices. So when he was talking about 100 horse sacrifices, the 100th one was stolen by Indra. So, uh, and it, it happened like 7 or 8 times or something, 7 times. Indra stole the horse. So, so uh, Pritamana was not able to complete his 100th uh, sacrifice, but then he still, uh, his son was. Uh, uh, he son them and brought Indra and he was about to punish but then God Vishnu himself appears and says, Your hundred sacrifices are accepted, you don't need to perform. And he immediately forgave Indra and immediately did not bother performing the hundred sacrifices. So he was, he is an example of Bhakti in the mode of goodness. He was not attached to the ritual. The goal of Bhakti is to see the Lord face to so, face have love for it, and he already had that. And when Lord Himself appeared in front of him, He was not attached to it, performing the hundred sacrifice. So, we understand that these are the three personalities and fourth-hand to mention, like, uh, exemplify of in different, different modes. And Daksha is one who exemplifies the mode of ignorance, what we shouldn't do in Bhakti. So, here Daksha, in, in this world, which is interesting because he is, Daksha is speaking about three things, Shetra, Shetrakna and the knowledge, Nami. And when, where have you learned, heard this? I hope you the answer. No, right? chapter,
0: 13.
1: chapter 13. Chapter 13 all the Bhakti you know? <laughs> So, uh, what is the name of chapter 13? Nature, enjoy, and Nature, Enjoy and Consciousness. So, uh, in that chapter, the first verse itself, Arjuna is asking, uh, Krishna, tell me about Kshetra. What is Kshetra? Kshetra means body. Mm-hmm. Then, tell me about kshetrajna who is the knower of the body. Tell me about Prakriti, material energy. Tell me about Purusha, the Supreme Being. And, sorry, Nana, the knowledge which we, with which we can understand the Shetra, Shetraddhna, Prakriti and Ishwara and neha. what is the object of knowledge so he is asking these 6 questions Arjuna is asking these 6 questions to Krishna just at the beginning of 13 chapter and this as it is explained here what is Shetra? as the uh, Dr. is mentioning it is the matter, the body, the life acts the external and internal senses the five gross elements and the certain sense objects. form a smell, sound and touch so this form, called shetra. shetra and what is the characteristic of Shetra which is mentioned in this word? It cannot understand its own nature Shetra is it does not understand its own nature the nature of other senses and the nature of their controllers so example of, this is an important condition because senses will act as the controller wants them to act without discrimination. The senses will not act as it is suitable or favourable. So they will act without discrimination. The example is given, if you put a rastulla in your mouth, what will happen if you are a healthy person? It will taste sweet, it will give you sweetness. It will not, the tongue will not say, oh you are a diabetic patient, okay, uh, let's not take the sweetness of the rastulla. No. As soon as you put rasgala in your mouth, the sweetness will act. As soon as you put chili in your mouth, it will be hot and spicy. Mm -hmm. It will not say, oh, you've got ulcers in your stomach, let's not uh, take that. Mm -hmm. No. The senses will act indiscriminately. So this is what it means. Mm -hmm. It does not care for the good and bad results of the controller. Mm -hmm. The controller has to bear those results. It's not the senses. So then, uh, what is the other characteristics of Kshetra? It keeps changing. So today we might be able to, when we are healthy, we are able to taste everything and take benefits, whatever we digest quickly. Right? Right. We can eat amounts, amount loads of sweets, uh, uh, whatever kind of food we want to eat, when we are healthy, mm-hmm. when we are in a practice service. 30s 40s you start to build. Mm. So you can eat whatever and it digest. But as you grow older, mm. 40 plus, 50 plus, 60 plus, you have to make your choices wisely. Otherwise, you will create problems. The sweetest of three can create a lot of issues. Mm. So uh, this is the nature of kshetra. Kshetra constantly changes and the results which it gives is different. So uh, as is mentioned in Sabhita, Krishna mentioned right in the beginning of second chapter in his instructions, hmm, the innovation, Vatadeya, Koma, Nandara, Satabhangara, Tatadira, Satanagha, it keeps on changing. And as it is explained in this also, what are the characteristics of Shekra? It is born, it grows, sustains for a while, uh, uh, produces offsprings, windows, and so this is the nature of Shetra. It keeps on changing. It is not constant. On the other hand, what is Shetravna? No. Shetravna, sorry? No, no of the body. No of the body, no of the Shetra. Mm. One understands the Shetra. Now there are two Explain in third chapter. One is the living entity itself is the Shetritna, And the other is the Supreme lord, Paramatma, Krishna, so they, they are both of the spiritual nature because they are of the spiritual nature they can understand the shape, they can understand the matter, otherwise it is not possible and they can understand the three qualities as, as explained in this verse but the living, living being because of the spiritual nature can know his body, the life acts, the senses, the elements, the sense objects and he can also know the three qualities that form their roots. So, the qualities, the three qualities, form the roots of Shetra. How do they form the roots of Shetra? Because this body that we are receiving is because of the three modes which we chose to be. If now in this body, if you use this body predominantly in the uh, in the ignorant activities or in the mode of ignorance, what will happen to the next body that we get? Next Shetra which you get will be in the mode of ignorance. If you use this body mainly in the passionate way, what will happen in the next life, you will get a body which is more passionate. If you use this body in the mode of goodness, in activities which are in the mode of goodness, the next body which you will get will be in the mode of goodness. So you will get a better, higher body. And so uh, living in your shetrajna, no can also know the three qualities that form their roots. Mm. So nevertheless, as it is mentioned in the third part, although the being is completely aware of them, he is unable to see the supreme lord, supreme being, who is omniscient and unlimited. Mm. So uh, interestingly, uh, Bhagavad Gita has got five topics. What are the five topics which are talking about? Today?
0: Ishwara, Karma, Krishna, Sadh, Jedananda. No, Ishwara,
1: <laughs> Prakriti, <laughs> Jeeva. Jiva, Kala, <laughs> Karma. So, Ishwara, Jiva, Prakriti, Kala, and Karma are the five topics which are discussed in Bhagavad Gita. Of this, we see. Uh, The first six chapters of Bhagavad Gita, they mainly describe Jiva. So they mainly describe the Jiva and they form the Karma section of the... uh, They they, basically describe the Karma section. And uh, they explain how the Jiva acts in the material world. What is the position of a... Jiva in the material world. And it culminates into the best of the Jiva. Mm-hmm. Who is the best of the Jiva? And at the end of the sixth chapter, mm-hmm. Krishna explains who is the best of the Jiva. Mm-hmm. So the whole the first chapter is basically explained about the constitution of who the Jiva is, what his nature is, and then who is the best of the Jiva. So basically that means the Jivas are explained in the first six chapters. And then in the second 6th chapter, what is explained? Ishvara. Ishwara. <coughs> Ishwara and jiva in relationship to Ishvara. Mm. So that bhakti is the essence. Mm. And in which, you see the middle 6th chapter is explaining the supreme position of the Lord, Ishvara, mm. And how the living entity is so infinitely small. Mm. And then, in the last 6th chapter, or also 7th chapter, uh, sorry, five chapters. So, last five chapters is more about the Nana, where Praktik is explained in detail. So, where it is explained how uh, the living entity comes under the influence of the material energy and eh, falls down into the material realm. And then Krishna in the eighth chapter concludes and he gives the summary of the entire Prabhupada. So, uh, we have to understand this why is the living entity in the material world? So what is the reason the living entity is in the material world? Because of abidya. Mm-hmm. And we you know that cycle uh, which is mentioned in the matter of the ocean. Mm-hmm. So uh, how does abidya, because of abidya, one falls down into the material world. Mm-hmm. And then there is a seed of material desire, which, uh, which is sown into the heart of the living entity. Yesterday, Sri Krishna Prabhu explained nicely how there are three Bodies. Mm-hmm. There is Shushma Sadhu or subtle body, there is uh, Sthulasadhu which is cross gross body, and then there is Karma, mm-hmm. Karma Sadhu which is the cause of getting those bodies. Mm-hmm. So there is Vasna, and then uh, there is Karma, and then there is Abhidya mm-hmm. in the Karma sadhid. So because of our unfulfilled desires and Karma activities, we get this Shushma and so, so, cross and certain bodies, depending on what desires we cultivate. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so, the reason why we are in this Mandir work is because of that Abhitya. Mm-hmm. And then there is this desire, the see region, which is sown into the heart of the living entity. And because of those desires, one performs activities. Mm-hmm. One performs different, different activities, it performs Papam. Why is it mentioned papam, not Punyam as well? Because anything you perform in the material world, whether you look good or bad, good in the sense material good or bad, it will bind you, it will bind you to this material energy. So it is it is referred to in the production, referred to as papam. And then for those papam you have to get reactions, again good or bad. So is karma. Which are manifested and unmanifested reactions. Depending on what reactions you get, which is this body as well, you will again perform the activities suitable to this body and you will be. There is a seed of inclination which is kutam. So, as it is mentioned, Prabhupada mentioned, the animals don't sit together and hear Srimad Bhagavatam because their body is limited. And that is why we mentioned in the, uh, in the first paragraph. as it is mentioned here, the body does not have the ability to understand spiritual knowledge. So it's very important that we get a suitable body. Even in humans, we have got so many categories. Not every human can just sit and open Bhagavad Gita and read it and understand it at first go. Even many of us might have got that experience. First time you started Bhagavad Gita, you couldn't get past the index. So many times we have just reading the index just to motivate ourselves. Come on, we have to read this, finish it. I remember the first time when I read Gita, that, that was because that was the only time I was motivated to read was in the train Because that half an hour going and coming, I had nothing else to do. So I said, this is the only time I can read for Gita. So I started reading that. I read it in six, seven, eight months. I uh, don't remember how long, but I couldn't understand a single word of it. So, even today, I, I don't understand what but still, the first time when I read, I don't know what I read. So, this is, uh, the consciousness of the living entity is so dull that you cannot understand spiritual subject matter. Just by uh, approaching or getting this, so this is, as you mentioned, our ability and needs to be dissolved. Our modes need to be dissolved. We have to come to the higher modes to understand spiritual subject matter. So there is a criteria which is for uh, our certain and gross bodies have to purify to come to the spiritual platform. So here in the purports, the is mentioning about three living entities: the material scientists, the yogis, and the devotees. So material scientists, because of their consciousness, because of their uh, rejection of the supreme Lord, they can never understand the supreme. Truth. The yogis they can understand because they are spiritually inclined. They can understand a little bit, but still they can only go up to self-realization. They can only understand who the soul is, and they might even be able to understand a little bit of Parama. The difference between soul and Parama, but to understand Bhagwan who is Ananta and Anandite, one has to so come to the platform of pure Bhakti. Only then you can understand the Bhagwan who is full so and six occurrences. So what are the occurrences mentioned? Beauty, strength, fame, knowledge, knowledge, yeah. renunciation and wealth. So beauty, fame, wealth, strength, knowledge and renunciation. So these are the six occurrences. So, and that too in full, how can we understand something which is Good. So we have to come to uh, the platform of non knowledge. Mm. And that naam is explained, I will quickly summarize how Nanam, because there are three things. Mm. So Nanam means, as it is mentioned again in the chapter of Bhagavad Gita. Unless you understand Kshetra, Kshetranam and knowledge to understand that. So these three things, uh, the Shetra soul and the super soul. These three things, unless you understand, you will, not, you will not be able to understand the supreme God. So this is uh, what nanam is. The example I gave for nanam is suppose if you are desiring to go to India or overseas, what is the first step you will do? Visa. Sorry. Visa. Visa. Yes, visa. What else? Once you get visa the tickets book the tickets. Mm-hmm. How do you book your tickets? Passports. Sorry? Passports, visas, yes. Can
0: you the right flight time. to the flight center?
1: Flight center or but we have to give some details to them, right? Find out the right flight timings. When you want to fly, when you want to come. And then Return also. Return also, yes. Stay here. Stay there, so you will plan your journey, so you will have all this flight details and visa and all this sorted out, and then what will you do? Sorry? Go
0: on the flight? Go on the flight, that is important.
1: (laughs) If you book everything, but if you don't reach at the airport, what will happen? The flight will go, but you will not go anywhere. <laughs> so, the important thing is, you, when you plan your journey, you book the flight, you plan for the flight details, you plan for all the journey, you also select which airline you want to go to. You might not want to go through an airline which is going to, which has got a record of crashing. Uh, I remember last time when there was a war, Ukraine-Russia war. One of the flights passed through that and was shot down. One of the airlines. Mm-hmm. After that time, that airline is uh, selling flight tickets at half the price. So, because its reputation went down. The, similar, the same airline the same here. The flight got disappeared and they don't even know till they where the flight is. In the middle of the ocean, it just disappeared. Right? So. The reputation goes up. so you check for which flight the pilot is. Mm. Of course we don't check the pilot, but we check the reputation of the flight because we understand that that particular flight, pilots are good. Mm. So this is important, this is knowledge. Mm. Whenever you are doing something, you need to have knowledge of source, destination, how to get there, and you make all those plans. So similarly, this all these details of the flight is like a shaker. And then you are the jiva. You have to go and board the plane. You, that is, jiva has to go and board the plane. And who is the uh, who is the uh, super soul compared to the pilot? Even though we don't know the pilot, and most of the time we don't care. And similarly, in our body, when we act, we don't care about the super soul. We act indiscriminately. But it is important to understand who the super soul is. It is important to understand who we are. And it is important to understand the shetra. Only then we can advance in the visual. So if we understand all these details, we reach our destination. So this is the example and there are few more examples given quickly explained. Another example is given about the sky. in Interinterpret is given. The sky, when you look outside, when you go on to the beach and look at the sky, what you when you see sky between the ocean, sky meeting the buildings. Hmm? horizon, right. So, at what point does the sky meet the ocean? At what, it meet the ocean at the horizon? So, if you go there, will the sky meet the ocean? Then, it does seem like that, right? That it is meeting the ocean. It moves. It moves. It moves away when you move. Yeah? So, this is the understanding, uh, Bhagavad Gita gives the example like a person sees the sky meeting the ocean but in reality it does not meet. So that is knowledge, that is real knowledge, to understand that something which is there but it is illusion. So like the second example is you know, even though the sun is within the universe but it is still different, its light is spread all over the universe but it is still different. Similarly so we have to understand even though karma is sitting within the Body and the soul sitting within the body. The soul and the paramatma are different to the body. Mm. So these are the examples given in uh, Bhagavad Gita, uh, which explains Shetra, shakerula and knowledge by which we can understand this. Mm. So I'll stop here. Any questions from us? So it was more of a technical class, and uh, because this is... tomorrow will be solution which is more uh, applicable. Uh, how we can approach this? How we can tackle this problem?
0: Yes. Um, Hare Krishna Prabhu. Hello. Special class. My question is that you were saying that uh, in material we need you knowledge. It's very important. We really need knowledge to go back home.
1: So the question if I understood right is, as I mentioned, you need knowledge to go back home back to Godhead. But Krishna is saying Sankhya knowledge, Sankhya knowledge is not necessary to go back home back to Godhead. Yeah, of course. The Sankhya, so what is Sankhya knowledge? Yeah, so Sankhya knowledge is to understand that we are not the body we are the spirits also uh, as kapil muni is explaining in the third canto the samkhya knowledge should culminate into bhakti so we can and this is one of the things we can see when the scientists study the body uh, constituents uh, ingredients they will say okay so body consists of hydrogen nitrogen potassium all these ingredients. So finally, they come to the conclusion that this body is made out of chemicals. Mm. So that is sankhya knowledge. Mm. So when you take individual parts, uh, you come to the conclusion body is made out of this kind of chemicals. Mm. So that is sankhya knowledge. So sankhya knowledge itself is not sufficient to go back home, back to Godhead, or even to practice devotional life. So we have to come to the platform of uh, by sankhya knowledge and the knowledge, and that is why we mentioned all three have to be together. Kshetra, the field of activity which is Sankhya knowledge will bring you to the uh, understanding of what the body is. Shetrajna. Shetra na is, as we mentioned, there are two Shetrajnas, soul and Paramatma or Krishna. Okay. So we have to have the knowledge of them as well. And that complete knowledge will bring you to devotional life. you will take you back home, back home. So it's not only Sankhya knowledge, but along with Sankhya you need, Knowledge of the soul and super soul. So, that knowledge, and that is why I mentioned knowledge is important. It's not that uh, knowledge is not important, knowledge is important because without, without knowledge, without scriptures, you cannot understand those things. But it's a transcendental knowledge, it's not material science, uh, it's spiritual science you have to understand. Yeah, answer. Any other questions? Sorry? I mean in the spiritual world, it's, it's everything is conscious and that's so means, uh, well, in thing, the spiritual world. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's right. So that means yeah, how uh, everything is spiritual and everything is conscious. Yes, that's right. Thank you for bringing up that point as we discussed in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Anything that is spiritual has got consciousness and in the spiritual world everything is spiritual. Mm-hmm. And everything that is, like, is conscious. There is nothing like even the dust of uh, the stack of sand is conscious. Even the trees are conscious. They understand Krishna's mood and they provide that kind of fruits and flowers to Krishna. So, yeah, thank you for doing that one. Thank you. Okay, we'll stop
0: here. Yeah.